Welcome to episode 17 of the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host Pooja K. McClymont, helping high achievers prevent burnout through effective self-care. Thank you so much for listening today. On this episode, I'm going to talk about when your own expectations end up hurting you. Now, no one actively goes out to hurt themselves, but so many of us do it all the time. I do it. I'm pretty sure if you clicked on to listen to this episode that you do it too. It's all too easy to hurt ourselves when we think that others are going to behave the way we do. We have to learn to stop expecting ourselves from others. If we can raise our self-awareness enough about this, we can truly start to understand why we get hurt and how to put an end to it once and for all. On this episode, I delve into the behavior patterns for expectations and also some NLP support for mindset work to help raise self-awareness. It's all too easy to hurt ourselves when we think that others are going to behave the way we do. In the words of Vivian in Pretty Woman, big mistake, huge. We have to learn to stop expecting ourselves from others. So let's have a delve into how we can do this. Have you ever noticed that you repeat the same pattern of behaviour with a particular person in your life? Let's use a friend for the first example. You have a friend, you love them, you love spending time with them, but every now and then you're hurt by them. And I'm not talking purposeful hurt, I'm talking about the kind of hurt that happens when you've left them and you're not buzzing from your time with them. You want to talk about something that's bothering you, but they end up talking about themselves or ignoring your needs you're then hurt. You think, I never do that to you. I always listen to you and your problems. Why can't you do it for me? This is because they can't. Now there's nothing wrong with your friend, unless there is, but that's a whole other podcast. What's wrong in this scenario is that you expect you from your friend and that's unrealistic. Now, we do this often in all of our relationships. For instance, at work, if we work at a certain level, we expect everyone else to work the way we do. And when they don't, we feel demotivated or even sometimes like we've been taken for a ride. If we feel this way often enough, we're going to leave jobs in the hope that the next company is going to provide more employees like yourself. But it never happens. And then we end up thinking we're the problem, which... I guess we kind of are, (laughs) but for workable reasons, like you can work on the reasons why we're the problem. Now we do this with partners. I personally like the washing up done every night. I like to wake up to a clean kitchen, but since I've been married, this rarely happens. I thought that my husband would see that I do the washing up every night, right? And that he would also want to do it. But no, never happens. Unless I lose my cool, I'm expecting him to be like me. But you know what? It's never going to happen. He's never going to do the washing up the way I want it done and when I want it done and at the time I want it done. Because those are my expectations of myself. Those are my expectations of how I want to live in my home. And his are different. And I have to accept that as well. When we're dating, so let's say you've met someone on an app. Now you've been pretty upfront about yourself and what you want and you've automatically expected the other person to have done exactly the same. (laughs) You start dating, you're still being true to yourself, you still assume that the person is being true as well, but actually they're probably not. 
they may well be true being true to themselves but it's not the same way as you do I hope that was clear that sounded a bit confusing basically if you work if you act a certain way it's from your own expectations of yourself you can't assume that somebody else is going to give you the same level of behavior as you're giving because everyone's different so when you're in a scenario like this and you're holding these expectations expecting the other person to do as you do Generally, it doesn't work out and you keep dating like this and you get the same results. So even with your established partner, you keep expecting them to do the things the way you do, think the way you do, see the mess, the empty fridge, but they just don't, they just don't. And then you decide that the relationship's not working and divorce papers. Okay, look, I know those examples sound a bit extreme, but add a few years to each of the same experiences and they soon start to become very real. So how can we change this? Well, the simple answer is mindset. But how can you affect your mindset and know that you're still being authentic to yourself? That you're not always the one compromising, that you're not the problem. Well... (laughs) bit of a home truth here, you are the problem. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Even throughout this podcast, I've been speaking in a we fashion because we do it, I do it. So I'm also talking about myself. That's why I do a lot of the we rather than you (laughs) when I'm doing this. But I do, I genuinely mean that you're the problem in the nicest way possible. It's like if you're an addict, if you can admit to yourself that you behave a certain way and the results that you get in your life don't make you happy, then changing your mindset is only going to give you the results that you actually want. Change nothing and nothing changes, right? So let's dig a little deeper now. If you know that someone in your life never picks up the phone, never arranges dates, never listens to your needs, then stop and take stock actually take stock. It's like inventory. Do a little stock check of the people in your life that you feel disappointed by and list the pros and cons of that relationship. Now this list is just for you. For you to objectively review your relationships and see what you get from who. Now what you might find is that you want to get something from a specific person but they can't always deliver exactly what you need at a particular time. But perhaps someone else in your life does. So what am I saying here? Use your people for the right things. And I don't mean use as in be a user. I mean turn to the people who can give you what you need. It's like if you want to buy a pair of, I don't know, um, Bose headphones. Now, you know you can get them at John Lewis. You can trust the store. You get a good refund policy and warranty and you'll get great customer service. But if you go to the Bose shop, you know that you'll get a more educational or informed experience because you'll learn more about the headphones as it's their brand, it's their product. Obviously, they're going to know their product more than anybody else. Now, neither of those choices is wrong. It's just there's a difference between what you need from whom in this instance. So it's kind of like deciding... Who's your Bose headphone and who's your John Lewis, really? And FYI, I make no money from those plugs. Wish I did. Totally not there yet. (laughs) 
Look, I hope that analogy is clear enough, though, because if we were in a coaching relationship, I would dig a little deeper. So, for example, through NLP presuppositions. Now, they would help you up-level your self-awareness. So this is one of the like key tools that I use in coaching. And a presupposition is in well, in very simple terms, it's what we assume about a situation, action or person. It is not fact. I'm going to say that again. It is not fact. It is assumed behavior, assumed outcomes, assumed actions. But we are so trained within ourselves to see the world in our version of it. So it's our version of events out based on our experiences. But there's a difference between our story that we create in our minds through past experiences, through the beliefs that have been with us for years and years and years, and the actual truth and actual fact. Now there are 16 presuppositions, but for this example, I'd probably just consider three of these. So I'm going to share with you, respect the other person's model of the world. The meaning of communication is not simply what you intend, but also the response you get. And people respond to their experience, not to reality itself. Now, a NLP practitioner will use these presuppositions to both understand the client better and also to help them navigate their challenges. So if we're working together, I would use it in two ways. So I would use it to understand your version of the world so that I can ensure that I am coaching you objectively and also not to put my own beliefs into your psyche because that's not right. And it will also help you to understand the way you see the world because if you can see that you see the world in a certain way, and this is where sometimes judgmental people can really get aha moments because you're seeing the world based on your values, based on your beliefs, based on things that you've always done and experienced in your life. But actually the truth of it is that somebody else is going to see the world in a different way. And the coachee generally learns a much deeper level of self-awareness this way, which can have a profound effect on their mindset and behavior. Now look, (laughs) I'm nerdy about NLP, so I could go on, but it's difficult to do it without the two-way dialogue. And I don't want to kind of preach at you of what to do. I want these podcasts to be helpful, to be useful. But If you're interested in NLP, obviously look it up. You can Google. There's so much content out there. Get some books or whatever. It's a really interesting way of understanding yourself further and deeper. And in the coaching relationship with me, if you're working with me, I subtly introduce NLP within my sessions with you because it's it's a weird one. When I first came across NLP, I couldn't believe how it mirrored exactly the way I think like all the presuppositions for instance I've always considered and not all of all of them have I actually you know (laughs) applied to my life but as the years go on I feel a lot more connected so that's probably why I'm really nerdy about NLP I just it just seems to be the way that I think and I 
absolutely love it. So when I'm with clients, I don't announce we're going to do NLP necessarily because it's just something that comes into my coaching practice very, very naturally. So have a look at it. I think it could be quite useful for some of you. So for now, and just be careful with expectations. Remember to evaluate who you are as a person and what you bring to the table. Understand that what you do is not the same as what someone else will do. And if you can get your head around that and really make an active effort to see this in your relationships, you will start feeling a lot more confident in yourself and your relationships, knowing that they cannot hurt you. Most of the time, with anything, we hurt ourselves, okay? We hurt ourselves. If you've had counselling, you'll know this to be true. We do this because we haven't raised our self-awareness enough to know the difference between a pattern of behaviour that may come from a long-standing limiting belief or if we actually truly believe it. And raising your self-awareness, having self-awareness, is like the first step in self-development. Look, this work takes some getting used to. Self-reflection can be tough, but the rewards are so worth it. And if you do this work, you will have more control over not only your own behavior, but you'll also be able to choose who deserves to be in your life and most importantly, with how much you give to them. Thank you so much again for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe to the Self Care 101 podcast. For more tips and tricks, head over to my website, franklycoaching.com, or for daily inspiration, you can follow me on the socials at franklycoaching. Talk to you soon.